Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode 103 of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. Unfortunately, the Victor Cruz uh, podcast clip is still getting looked for as we speak. People are, are going on the computers, they're searching it up, they're trying to find it. We're going through backup uh, cards, flash drives. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we just didn't find in time for recording. Hopefully, eventually on this podcast, we can share you know it with you. I'm sure it's saved somewhere. We just got to find it eventually, but... Um, I guess we can just mention that training camp, it's a week away from when we're recording this. Obviously, you're listening to this uh, on Thursday or over the weekend or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. It is our 53-man roster predictions before training camp begins. Alex and I have two separate lists, although I can't see them being too crazy different, but I'm sure there'll be some positions, some players we talk about saying, why'd you do this or why'd you do that? And Alex, about three weeks away from Giants Fan Fest, and we'll be able to see a night practice and pads we talked about that last episode i think um so if you want to go check that out and listen to our top 10 favorite giants that was a really fun episode i loved recording but alex how are you i'm doing good today um i'm excited i'm a little bit monotone um but i'm still excited for training camp i'm excited for giants fan fest i'm excited for everything coming up and the season's only a little bit away now and uh i'm excited i had some fun making my 53 man roster and uh, hopefully we'll see who's closest when the actual roster is released um, later in August. Yeah, and I, I guess we'll wait until the rosters are set, and then we can talk about our depth chart. But that's a while away. But we got we got we got through the you know the two months I would say June and July of dryness when it comes to NFL. We were able to fill our time well, right? Of of not being able to have Giants content that is as big as what we would like to talk about on this podcast and entertain you, the listeners. So to have something um, really good, and especially we love this 53-man roster episode. We had it last year in August, and we have it right now. So before we do that, we do want to talk about something, and that is Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. Very exciting stuff is going to be ha- or they're going to be having their own Monday Night Football broadcast. 
Um, it's going to air on ESPN2 for about 10 games in each of the next three seasons and will include current and former NFL players and celebrities joining the Manning Brothers um, on the broadcast. A host for the broadcast has not been named yet, but it's going to be a Monday Night Football mega cast. I know ESPN tends to do these, right? They do like the stat cast with like NBA or, or the, the MLB Home Run Derby. I'm sorry. They did the stat cast. They had the main broadcast. They tend to do this stuff where they, you know, they do a few different broadcasts at a time with the NBA. They do the above the rim cam. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I think they're trying to appeal to the younger audiences. Um, you know, they, they want all the different angles, all the different cameras, all the different stats, right? That's a big thing up and coming. So ESPN is kind of, I think, trying to nail that down with the multiple broadcasts. They do that with the NFL draft too, I know, right? It's one of them where it's like, uh, they they do the the mega cast for the NFL draft and they do like the main one with the four hosts where they're just kind of going around. I think a good move by you know ESPN to get the Manning brothers recruited. I think they have really good chemistry together and obviously as we know Eli Manning, one of our favorites in the booth, um, is going to be fun to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm excited to see that happen. You know, Eli's definitely a little bit awkward, so I'm not sure uh, how he's going to do. Um, but I think he's gotten better ever since he's retired. He's always been a quiet guy, but now that he, you know, is out of the game uh, or out of the playing of the game, I think he's he's a little bit more out there now. I think the awkwardness kind of comes from in the moment things. It was whether you know press conferences or sideline stuff, or I feel like when stuff is pre-produced, he sounds really good and genuinely funny. Like with the with the Giants, uh, you know, fan fest thing. Although it was, you know, a little cringe, a little quirky. I think it got the you know the job done. Sold the tickets, obviously, as it's now sold out. Um, and I think he was really good. And also, Alex, like the, the I think the produced stuff. Like if if you know, I'm sure he'll be taking notes. He's a very prepared guy. He knows what he's doing. So I think he'll actually sound more genuine and funny than awkward. Uh, and I was going to reference like the ESPN commercial, right, with him and Peyton kicking each other. This is Sports Center, um, you know. Like I think pro- production is a big thing when it comes to Eli Manning and how he sounds more less awkward than more awkward, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand. It's harder to do stuff uh, on ESPN like live, um, and there's definitely more pressure when there's others around. When it's a pre-recorded thing, it's definitely easier. You ready to hop into it? I think we I should. Am. Let's get started. I guess the first question to ask you is, this is always a big thing, right? When we're, when we're talking about quarterbacks and the roster, how many quarterbacks? Uh, is there one on your you know practice squad? Obviously, there's always, there's always normally one on the practice squad, but are you going to have two on that roster and have it fill three spots? Because that's a big thing, right? You only have 53 men that you can fit on this roster. Are you going to have three get taken up by the, by the quarterback? So I'll, I'll ask that question, Alex. Do you have three, two or three quarterbacks? I think there's only one right answer, and it's two quarterbacks, and that for me is going to be Daniel Jones and Mike Glennon, um, and they will be the two quarterbacks, um, and it'll be pretty obvious who's starting, um, but I'm only going for two because there's just no point of having three, really. <laughs> See, I thought that, um, but then we had an injured Daniel Jones last season, and I'm not going to call him injury prone. I don't want to do that, but for me, I have uh, – oh, for me, Alex, we're, we're going back to old ways of last episode – uh, for my list of my 53-man roster prediction, I have three. Uh, I have three quarterbacks. I have Daniel Jones, Mike Lennon, and then Clayton Thorson. Uh, Thornson, I think is how his, his name is pronounced. But if he's not on the roster, I think he gets put on the the practice squad. So I think it's one or the other. For running backs, I have four running backs. I'll go through them now. 
obviously I'm listing mine like when it comes to the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, as I would, you know, throw it out on the depth chart. Although this is not a depth chart, it's a roster prediction. So the rest of them after that is kind of just, you know, me putting names on the list. So if I was to name them in the depth chart, it would go this way of Saquon Barkley one, Devontae Booker two. I have Gary Brightwell three, and then Corey Clement at four, and those are my four uh, running backs, and then just throw in. There's been a little bit of discussion who's going to be the fullback. I think it stays Elijah Penny. Okay, so you do have five, really. It's five. It's five backs. Yes, I, I, I did just uh, remember, as you reminded me, that when they the rosters yeah. come out, running backs tend to be five because the fullback is included as a running back. So yes, five running backs in that case. Okay. All right, so for my list, I have Saquon Barkley. I also have five running backs. Saquon Barkley, Devonta Booker, Corey Clement, Gary Brightwell, and Elijah Penny. I think Gary Brightwell uh, will make the team. I think Corey Clement, or Clement, or however you want me to say it, is the most likely to not make it out of those out of those five. I think Elijah Penny will definitely make it. I, I don't think Colin Jalepsi, or whatever his name was, is going to make the team. I think Elijah Penny was solid for us last year. I think he makes the team. And, uh, yeah, the only reason I'm worried about Corey Clement is just former Eagle. Can we can we trust him? I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, those are my five running backs. I'll do my wide receivers now. So I have six wide receivers. I think there's a case to be made that you could go with seven. Um, there's definitely a case to be made you could go with five. Um, but I think with this talented wide receiver core, you have to go with six. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, John Ross are shoo-ins for me. I think those all, those five guys will all be in it. And then you're looking at the sixth spot. You got the likes of Dante Pettis. You've got David Sills. You got Alex Bachman. You've got uh, some of those other guys on the practice squad last year. Derek Dillon. Um, I, I you know I'm sure there's more, but for me, I think they go CJ Board. I thought he was very good when he came in. Uh, last season, obviously he got injured. I think Joe Judge likes him a lot. I think in general, the coaching staff likes uh, Joe Judge a lot. Yeah, I, I mentioned David Sills, Josh. Um, and I, I kind of like, I think Joe, uh, I think CJ Board's the one. Uh, I'm not saying he's the one one, but I think he's the one for the sixth spot uh, in the wide receiver uh, depth chart or in the sixth wide receiver for this roster. Yeah, Alex, I hit you in the chat with that, David Sills. It's like David Sills, Alex Balkman, Austin Mack, I remember. You're going with C.J. Board. I also have six wide receivers, Alex. Uh, I do. Although it involves no youngsters, really, uh, I should say, because there's some young players in there, and we have a rookie, actually, of Kadarius Tony. So I should say the second-year rookies, I have none of them. Surprise, surprise. So I don't know if you want to debate about this a little bit, but I'll run through it first. Kenny Galladay at one, Sterling Shepard at two, Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony at three, uh, Darius Slayton at four, John Ross at five. Because uh, I, th- I think we wouldn't have signed him, a, you know, a, a Giants contract that early in pre, you know, in the off season, I should say, not preseason, in the off season, if he wasn't going to have a spot on this roster. So that's why I have John Ross there, and then Dante Pettis at six. So no CJ Board, no David Sills, no Alex Bachman, all of those guys. I don't have them. Although if there was one that I was going to have on my 53-man roster, it would be um, it would be CJ Board because he had the most play time, I would say. For me, I think Dante Pettis could get in. I think he's the favorite at the moment, but I think CJ Board wasn't the favorite last year, and he impressed in training camp clearly. 
I think he comes back and impresses again. That's why I have him there. Um, that's pretty much my only reason for that. And he also got some more playing time last season. Dante Pettis had a very good game uh, or one or two games at the end of last season, but he definitely um, is, you know, there was a reason he wasn't with the 49ers for a long time. Um, tight ends here. I have four tight ends. You know, a lot of times, you know, you could think of three, but I think with this group, you have to have four. Um, and that's going to be Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Levine Toilolo, and Caden Smith for me. For me. For me. For me. Um, so for me, <laughs> we, we got to cut this out. This is like not good. Um, but leave this in Alex, actually, I don't want you to cut it out. So for, for these guys, this is where Alex, the third quarterback comes into play because I only have three tight ends and I do not have the bean toilet as much as I know blocking, running, running back, blocking tight end. He's got to block for the run. For the past, whatever it is, I I just I can't stand seeing his name on the roster when he just hasn't done anything. Go ahead. Well, one thing I would say is the Giants signed him, extru- re-signed him before anybody else in uh, during the off season. So that's something to keep in mind. They re- he was the first person to re-sign. I understand that. I mean, but I'm going for flashy playmaking, as you know, Alex. You're True. more of the you're more of the uh, winning. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you really just playing like I was gonna say the more old fashioned uh, winning, I, winning. Um, okay, that that's fine. Whatever you want, you can prove me wrong when the you know roster comes out later in the or in August. I was about to say later in the month. We're still in July here. Okay, Evan Ingram one, Kyle Rudolph two, and Caden Smith makes it at number three. I feel like that was pretty obvious after I said I don't have Toy Lolo and I only have three tight ends. I would like them to all make it and only have three. And that's where the, you know, Alex only had two quarterbacks. I have three. I only have three tight ends. Alex is four. So this goes to our offensive line where I have Andrew Thomas, Nick Gates, Shane Lemieux, her, uh, Will Hernandez, Matt Parrott, Kenny Wiggins, uh, Zach Fulton, Nate Soldier, and Brett Heggie. The guys who I like here, um, I would say, the reason I have Zach Fulton is obviously like another guy we signed earlier uh, in the off season. So I feel like he should be actually starting um, for the New York giants as well as who is the other player? Um, Matt Parrott. I think he should be easily starting now going into his second year. He's another guy that, you know, he was on and off starter. I feel like he was rotating a lot and I don't want Nate soldier starting. I want him as a backup at both the left and right tackle position. Alex and I were talking about the little pre podcast does he start in front of Thomas? Does he start in front of Parrot because they're second-year guys? And then Alex, you kind of, I mean, you can restate what you said, but basically what Alex said is, I think this is what you said word for word, we're not going to be starting, uh, we're not going to be having our number four pick from last year starting or playing on the bench, you know, coming off the bench, which I completely agree with. You have the undrafted rookie as well, free agent Brett Heggie making this uh, run here in the 53-man roster prediction. And he will be what a second string center. Um, you- yeah, he'll be a backup center. Has flexibility at the guard position. I have eight offensive linemen. I know you have an extra player than I do. Um, I have Andrew Thomas, Matt Parrott, Zach Fulton, Shane Lemieux, Nate Soldier, Will Hernandez, Nick Gates, and Brett Hedgie. Um, and those are my eight. I was gonna go nine, but I felt like offensive line were just not the strongest group there. Um, and there's no point in wait- taking up too many roster spots with players that are just mediocre that we could use um, more spots in different positions. 
The reason I have Kenny Wiggins making it, because Alex, I know we talked again a little pre, I guess alluding back once again to the pre-podcast production. I have Kenny Wiggins just because of he's older and a veteran. I feel like someone Joe Judge in the offensive line would like. And he's also tall. He's about 6'6", which is a taller offensive lineman, 315 pounds. And he's played for numerous other teams, started about 38 games. And let me see, I'm looking at his little resume here. Uh, He was with the Ravens, the 49ers, the Los Angeles Chargers, Detroit Lions, and now with the New York Giants as he signed a future contract after being on the practice squad for a little bit last season uh, in November. So that's why I have him there. I think he'll he'll get the – who are you having instead of him? That's what I want to know. Like who would you put, oh, I'm having this guy instead of Kenny Wiggins? Who is that player? In terms of an at another position? In, I mean, in general, because, right, you have – we both have the same amount of offensive linemen, right? We both have nine guys, uh, but you have Kenny Wiggins and I don't. I think besides that, we all have the same guys, right? I have Hedgie, I yeah. have Fulton, right? It's all the same. So who would you Yeah, start? I have I, I have everyone but hit. So, like, in other positions, because I have an extra linebacker than you do. I have one more. No. Who, like, who did you put instead of Kenny Wiggins? Why did you not have Kenny Wiggins? I put Brett Hedgie in there. Instead? Instead, instead yes. Okay. Because I think Nick Gates, he's flexible. He can go out to the guard spot. He can go out to the tackle spot. If worst case scenario, I think Brett Hedgie, you need a backup center. But I have Hedgie too. So yeah, well, I only have eight offensive linemen. I oh, I didn't know that. I thought you had nine. No, I have eight offensive linemen. So there you go. Okay, so we have all of the same guys. I just added Wiggins on there. Yes. Okay, sorry. Continue. I, that was my misinformation. Um, I was I was okay. fed. I was fed. I was misled. All right. All right. So, so let's go to the D line. Let's go. I'm go. going for the D line, not you, Josh. Um, for the <laughs> defensive line, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Austin Johnson, Danny Shelton, BJ Hill. Those are my five. I think they all make it. I feel like there's no debates here for the five defensive linemen. Um, I know some people might have a Fedi Odenigbo as a defensive lineman. I have him as a linebacker in my list. So um, that's why just, you know, clearing it up for people. Completely agree with that. And to actually make this somewhat fun of a section, because we both have the same 5D linemen, if you were to put it in a depth chart scenario, Alex, how would you rank them? I'll go first because I phrased the question I would like to go first since you took over when I wanted to do the linebacker or the linebackers, the D line first. I would rank them in the form of Leonard Williams, number one, obviously. And yes, I know they line up at different positions on the D line, but if you were just to rank them one through five, Williams, I would say number one. Obviously, I think Dexter Lawrence is is two. For me, for me, <laughs> of course, uh, I would have BJ Hill three, and then I would say Austin Johnson four, Danny Shelton five. I, I don't think you can rate rank so Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, right? Because they're they're gonna be if you're playing three like a three four system, which the Giant like you know okay complicated. If we're playing the three four. We're going to have three guys, right? So we'll have Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and I think, you know, so they're they're not exactly in the same grouping as someone like Austin Johnson, Danny Shelton, B.J. Hill, because those guys would play at the nose tackles. Maybe not B.J. Hill, but so I, I think, uh, okay, I'll just rank them anyway. Leonard Williams, then Dexter Lawrence, then Austin Johnson, then Danny Shelton, then B.J. Hill, exactly how I read it originally. Okay, fine. Well, I got it. So you're saying, but okay, so fine. So going to the positions of the 3 4, because yes, you're right. The Giants uh, play a 3 4 in Patrick Graham's system. You would have Johnson starting over Shelton as, as, as the nose tackle. 
I think Johnson would be the primary, yeah, because Danny Shelton's a situational nose, right? He's not he's not going to be there on uh, third down and you know fifteen, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you said you, you know, know it four times, you know, you know, you know. You know? <laughs> but I and yeah, I think B.J. Hill is again going to be. He won't be the defensive end starting wise. I think. I think he'll back up Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, yep. and Danny Shelton will back up Austin Johnson. I think that's how you see it, really. I'm glad we have an agreement here. So let's move mm-hmm. on to those those linebackers who we have the edge rushers and linebackers all in one. We There was some debating over this because I like the linebackers and edge rushers separated. It makes me feel better and also doesn't make me seem crazy, and I get so annoyed because I have no idea what's what. And it, But, yes, I agree with you, Alex, before you go. The actual rosters, when they come out, have all the linebackers together, edge rushers and linebackers, no matter what position you play, they have them all in one. Oh, I wasn't even going to say anything. I just had my mic unmuted for, you know, no reason. I was just, you know, getting my mouth ready to talk. You were getting ready to basically yell at my linebacker list, I guess. So we'll start out yeah. with, <laughs> we'll start out. Okay. So I have nine. Uh, we'll start out with Carter Koff. Nope. Lorenzo Carter. Carter Coughlin is, is he on my list? Yes. He's right at the end. So both Carters are making it. Lorenzo Carter at number one. Then I have Azizel Jolari, our second round draft pick, who I'm very much excited for, by the way. I would just like to mention that my excitement for Azizel Jolari is probably higher than it is for Kadarius Tony. And I know that's a big statement because one of them's like a highlight real wide receiver that I should be really excited for. But Alex, what, what about you? If you were to excitement for I am more excited for Azizo Jalari because we've been missing an edge rusher ever since Justin Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> you were oh you were waiting to see if you were gonna throw one of those mediocre guys in there. Yeah I was like I was gonna say Marcus Golden. I was like no that's just not happening. Yeah. All right. So rest of them Ryan Anderson who we signed from the Washington Redskins. I, I can't say football team football I'm sorry. team. I can't. I can't. Nope. It's not happening. Right, well. People, everyone else calls it Redskins, so I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Uh, Ellerson Smith at four. Our new six round. I think six round. Are, are you saying them at four, or just like listing them? No, no particular order, correct? No particular order, but I'm saying like they're not like just because that's the how the fourth many... one, fifth one, so you can count yes. them along the way. Yes. yes. Okay, I understand. Yes, Thank I you. do. <laughs> O'Shane Zimenez, I have making the team once again. Uh, as my fifth player, as I'm listing them. And that means no Cam Brown and Nico Lalos as well. So I'll keep going from there. Blake Martinez, Tay Crowder, Reggie Raglan, and Carter Coughlin, meaning no Devontae Downs, thank God. Um, I don't need him on this roster. And then TJ Brunson, unfortunately, I apologize. Uh, but he is not in my predictions. Go ahead, Alex. So you do not have a Fidi Odenikbo. Um... Do I not have him? You do not. I guess I. You... I might have skipped over him. Um, I'm not. I mean, I can't make changes now. I, no, I it's too late. It's too late. It's too okay, late. Okay, I'm just. Well, can I talk first? Excuse me. I would yes. put him in now. Now that I'm remembering that you reminded me, <laughs> probably would throw him in there for. I don't know. I have to think about it. Here, let me hear yours and go from there. So for my 10, I have 10 linebackers. So I have Blake Martinez, Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez, Azizo Jolari, Ellerson Smith, Tay Crowder, Reggie Raglan, Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, and then Afedi Odenigbo. That's my 10 there. Um, and that's kind of how I see it. Obviously, Blake Martinez, 
Tay Crowder, maybe Carter Coughlin, more of the inside guys, Reggie Ragland kind of, uh, you know, kind of can play on the outside and in the inside. Afedio Danikbo, Aziz Ojolari, Ellerson Smith, um, and Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez. Those guys are more definitely going to be on the edge. Uh, that's kind of how I was working it out there. But yeah, I, I think of Afedio Danikbo, I think he might play closer with the defensive line. I'm not sure if he'll play in the ed- at the edge, th- you know, throughout the entire season, but I think he, I think that's where most people have him like in terms of the roster. So that's why I put him there. Alex, you know what? Do you want to know something? Cause I was You're just going to make a change. Yep. And you know why? Because I normally <laughs> wouldn't do this. This is like something you would do, but yep. looking back on last episode, where you had one A and one B and couldn't choose a number one player in your top 10, I think I'm allowed to make a change. Uh, Fine, fine, we'll let you. And my change, yeah, I'll I'll take the one exception. Um, My change is taking out Clayton Thornton. Unfortunately, I apologize, Clayton. He'll probably get thrown on the practice squad, not take up a roster spot. So I have two quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Mike Lennon, and adding a 10th linebacker, adding Afadi Odenigbo. But that still does mean no Cam Brown or Nico Lalos or Devontae Downs or TJ Brunson. So the guys who I still were going to keep out, stay out, because I wouldn't want, you know, after me specifically not having them in there, this is just a guy who I kind of forgot about, not going to lie. I'm sorry. I feel really bad now. Uh, But let's move on to the cornerback list. I have five cornerbacks, and one of them, I I don't even know if it's surprising. It's a seventh-round pick, but I guess uh, we'll we'll go through it and see. Adoree Jackson – James Bradbury, I should put Bradbury over Jackson. I just realized that, but it's not a Jeff chart. Um, Darnay Holmes, Aaron Robinson, and Alex. I'm very interested to see if you have him. I have him stay with the team for yet another year. Yes, I- sir. Yes, Let's sir. Go, baby. Isaac Yana making the return. Had an amazing second half. Wonderful interceptions. Knocking down. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I don't know. I want-, I want to get a second go at it just because it was such a fun time. Uh, last year talking about him, good or bad. Um, I have him making his return to the New York Giants as my fifth quarterback. Uh, that means no Darius Williams, our seventh-round pick, and also Madre Harper, who a lot of Giants fans uh, and people who have been predicting this roster I've seen have them on have him on the, on the list. So that could be – I don't know if that's like a big thing for you, Alex. I don't know if you have him on there, but like it's not that – it's not that – for me, I was thinking about only putting nine long, uh, linebackers on, removing Cam Brown and adding a six corner, and I was going to put Radarius Williams in there. But I did decide to keep Cam Brown and stick with five. And I went with James Bradbury, Adore Jackson, Darnay Holmes, Aaron Robinson, and the man, the myth, the legend, Isaac Yadam. Yeah, and I mean, Isaac Yadam is here to stay, baby. Uh, hopefully. We'll have to see. Uh, Madre Harper, I thought was a bit older, but he's not, he's young. He's only 23. So he was one of those practice squad guys. Um, yeah, he was. And he, so he and, was God. And also what I would say is Julian Love obviously can play cornerback. And I know I'm sure Josh and I both have him there, but so that's kind of like a six cornerback. So we kind of have five and a half corners if you think about it that way. But we both listed, listed him as a safety. We did both list him as a safety. Yes. Okay. And now I'll go into my five now uh, safeties. Alex is very, Alex wanted to, you know, speaking of the position name, safety, Alex wanted to be very safe with this decision making process here at safeties. He wanted to be careful. 
it's a 53-man roster prediction. So, you know, he doesn't want to pick players that are not currently on the roster right now. And this is a very important player for the New York Giants. That'll get to him a little bit. Logan Ryan, Peppers. I, I, I always feel like it's not. It's Jabril. I feel like Alex, didn't you say it was Julian one time? Or I said it was Julian. And then, like, for, I, I always get worried now. Julian Peppers. Yeah, I think one yeah. of us did say that. I'm guessing it was me. Probably, but yeah, so I was very scared. That's why I said Peppers first, but Logan <laughs> Julie, Ryan, Julian Peppers. <laughs> Jabril Peppers, Xavier Julie McKinney, Peppers. please stop mixing it up because I'm going to lose track. And then Julian, <laughs> I said Xavier McKinney, and then Julian Love at four, and then the fifth guy who technically is on the roster right now, but most likely will be signed and added to this roster for special teams mainly, Joe Judge's best friend, Nate Ebner, at my number five spot. And that's who Alex was like, Oh no, he's on the roster yet. Can we put him on? It's like it's a prediction. So we're predicting he's going to be on the roster by then. And that also means no Montre Hard- Hardage. Uh, I don't know if anyone was really upset about that, but he's on my list. Go ahead, Alex. Um, I have the exact same five. And that's pretty much what I'm going to say about it. Nate Ebner, I think he'll be back. And I think he'll play a pivotal role in the special teams specialness um, of this New York Giants team. Logan Ryan, Pe- Jabril Peppers, Xavier McKinney, Julian Love, and Nate Ebner. Really hope Xavier McKinney breaks out this year. Love him already. Thinking of thinking of getting a jersey. Um, a Chelsea fan also. Obviously, Josh and I do the Talking Blues podcast with Chelsea. Uh, he's a Chelsea fan. Makes me happy. So he's you know he's a he plays on one of my favorite teams and then supports the other. So a fan favorite of mine, even though he's barely played. Um, and those are my five safeties. Special teams, Graham Gano, Riley Dixon, no Ryan Santos. So Riley Dixon stays and Casey Kreider as a long snapper. No one cares about those guys, but whatever. That's a little mean. Well, the thing is, you don't really care. And people say it's like the least cared about position group. You don't care till we start messing up the punts and messing up the field goals. Exactly, Alex. You knew where I was going immediately. Like, you know, no one cares about the kicker or people think the kicker and the punter is the easiest positions in football. Kicker missed three, you know, kicker like, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Aldrich Rosas, you know, misses kicks. And then we're all like, you know, what the hell? This guy sucks, right? So we don't care until we care, uh, until they're failing. So what I'm going to say about this though is after a mediocre to, I would say, bad to horrible, you can say any of those three words for Riley Dixon's last year. The punts are like, we're just not that good. I do have him, since this is a prediction, I have him staying because I'm predicting he will stay. Graham Gano at kicker and then Casey Kreider, long snapper. Although the Ryan uh, Santoso guy who's been on and off our practice squad, or I think has just been on the practice squad, to be honest. Punter slash kicker, I believe he is. I I would hope that he is actually um, going to be our, our punter following this year. I'm trying to figure it out. So he was on the Lions in 2018-2019. He's 25 years old. He was on the Lions, then he was uh, playing in the Canadian Football League with Montreal. Then he was on the Titans and back with Montreal. And now he's been with the Giants since 2020. With the Giants, he was signed in early September of last year, then promoted to the roster. Then he was waived in December, then re-signed to the practice squad. Then he was elevated uh, to the active roster for the team's Week 17 game against the Cowboys, and then was signed to a future contract in January. So if Santoso can make it as our punter, I would really appreciate it, New York Giants, if any of you staff members are listening. But besides that, I don't expect it to happen. Alex, we have done it. Our 53-man roster predictions. 
we will have an episode out for you next week. But before that, if Alex has any uh, final thoughts, you can speak now. No final thoughts. Okay, so then we just go to the outro, and that is Twitters. Go follow Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I am on Twitter at JoshOla29. Go follow at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter as well. And then I, I guess we'll just leave it with that. Oh, Instagram and Facebook, sorry, at the Giant Take. We appreciate all of you following and uh, liking on, on on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We got a few likes on our last uh, on our last post for the new episode. I was more excited about that than Alex was, but you know, I'll take it. It's fine. You can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Drop five stars rating and or review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify really helps us grow, you know, grow on the charts. And that's going to be it, Alex. Set us up with the outro. That has been a wrap for episode number 103. It's getting difficult to say these numbers now um, as they're getting into the three digits. But (laughs) this has been today's episode. um, And we'll be back next week. And training camp will have begun. And that'll be very exciting. Um, So just stay tuned. And Giants season's getting closer and closer. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.